Hello and welcome back to a solo edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast from Cleveland, middle of an East Coast road trip, Super Bowl Sunday. I'm actually technically talking to you on Super Bowl Sunday. It's 1 a.m. on the East Coast. Um, And the Warriors won. Uh, And, you know, February 1st was a good day for the Warriors. It's probably the first day of 2020 that you can consider a really good day. But I'm doing this podcast even though I am only by myself because there are things to talk about on this day. Uh, Number one, news-wise... Um, was the Steph Curry official update that we've been waiting for 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 a few months, three months really, because he had the surgery three months ago, um, and they said they would give you know an official update, an official kind of timeline uh, moving forward, and they did today. He will be reevaluated in four weeks, uh, but the truth is. This was more about the ramp-up program that they're about to start putting him on. February is all about the practicing for Steph Curry. Uh, He's gone through these kind of intensified workouts, shooting routines, uh, personal individual stuff, um, really for about three weeks now. He's on this road trip, which is kind of a sign um, that he wanted to be around and, and kind of going through that routine. And I think in the coming weeks, particularly, you know, in a few weeks when the All-Star break happens and they come back and usually that's some of the best practices of the season for NBA teams when they get back from the All-Star break and they go hard for a few days before their first game out of the break. That's when I expect to start seeing Steph Curry really kind of start to go through contact type stuff with that hand. Steve Kerr talking about wanting to see him go through one-on-ones, three-on-threes, five-on-fives as he builds up. Um, and at this point, they've ruled him out of all of those. You know, they have a four-game homestand coming out of the break that included Houston, L.A., some really marquee games in Chase Center that I was kind of figuring um, they might target him for because, you know, you kind of want to reward these fans that uh, have sat in the Chase Center this year and, and not necessarily seen the sparkling debut season that they were expecting. But the Warriors, uh, probably smartly considering lottery odds and just – you know, fully, fully wanting him to be healthy, have ruled him out of that. They've ruled him out of all the, the 10 remaining February games. Um, but the expectation, you talk to anybody behind the scenes, particularly Steph himself, March 1st has been his target for a while now. Um, everything seems to be trending that direction. He needs to clear these remaining hurdles, but increasingly you can really pencil in that March 1st game at home against the Wizards. Um as far as beyond that the day why did I say it was kind of a bigger day obviously the win which we'll get to but uh, more important than just winning the game Kavon Looney returned and this has been really a slow it's been a bad nightmare hell season for Looney I mean obviously you go back to the finals last year you get the crunch sternum on the Kavon Looney or on the Kawhi Leonard drive um, which leads to a uh, I guess kind of um stagnant off season for Looney uh, where he didn't work out much he kind of came into camp a little bit uh, I would say out of shape out of his conditioning out of rhythm um, and he tweaked his hamstring early and then he played in the opener tweaked his hamstring again they find out that has uh, really tied to the neuro- uh, neuropathy that he's dealing with um, which forces him to miss a whole bunch of games and then he finally returns from that remember in December he played nine games kind of sparse minutes and he really kind of looked bad i mean the body didn't look good he looked out of shape he was just kind of like 
uh, you know, stumbling around the court a bit. Um, and then he had the ab- abdominal strain, and that's why he's missed the past 18 games. But beyond just the abdominal strain, clearly he just needed to kind of get his body right. And he returns after this 18-game absence in Cleveland. Doesn't play a ton, but he had a little six-minute stretch in the first half when they blew the game open. Uh, he was a plus seven in those six minutes. Um, he just like looked much better than he had in December. Um, his body looked better. He looked a little bit quicker. You got Darius Garland on a switch, uh, you know, stuck with him kind of with that traditional like loony kind of like loping long strides where he stays with the point guard. He blocks Garland at the rim. It was like, okay, you know, you did not see that at all in December when he was playing. Um, He set some really good wipeout screens. He had some, like, long-armed rebounds. He just, you know, Steve Kerr said at postgame, he just kind of looked more like the old Kevon Looney. And, again, it's a small little stretch against a very bad Cleveland team. Uh, But it's just – that is an important thing to follow moving forward because uh, Looney at sometimes can be a forgettable guy – uh, in this core moving forward, but they gave him a pretty important, you know, three-year, $15 million contract, expecting him to be the starting center into the future. Uh, and center is a very needed position for them moving forward, uh, and they need to go know going into the summer, like, you know, is Kevon Looney a guy they can expect 25 minutes of, like, old, you know, the Kevon Looney of the past two years, uh, and then they can kind of nibble around the edges, kind of get a guy off the bench, you know, maybe bring Marquise Chris back, have Omari Spellman as a spacing option, and and you really use the rest of their tools, their financial tools, their draft pick. Very important to know what they need in the draft on wings and guards. Or do they need to get a center in free agency or in the draft? Do they need to really go and target a James Wiseman because Looney, you know, his body can't be relied upon to uh, produce 25 good minutes per night in a regular season into the playoffs, you know, 80, 90 games a year. And I think what they find out in these remaining 30 or so games with Looney, uh, what he finds out about himself, what his body looks like, does it hold up? Um, is it to a point where they're like, you know, even if he is healthy, he can only really be an 18-minute, 22-minute-per-night player. Uh, because I remember in the offseason, Steve Kerr was talking about playing him 30 minutes a night. Um, and, you know, who knows? I mean, it's not—it's obviously not just the health issues he's dealt with this year. We're talking about a guy who's only 23 that's had two major hip surgeries in his past. So, anyway, just, just the fact that he returned tonight, the fact that he looked pretty good tonight uh, is it probably the most important development of the entire day which again was a good day for the warriors hey sports fans i have a daily sports podcast i want to tell you about from wondery in the athletic it's called the lead every weekday morning the lead brings you a deep dive into the biggest sports stories of the day from the athletics all-star team of local and national sports reporters stories like where did the 49ers new running back raheem mostert come from or what can Zion Williamson do for the Pelicans? Or even earlier this season, I went on the lead and talked a lot about Draymond uh, in this you know, really kind of rebuilding, retooling Warrior season. Uh, how will he handle it? It, it included a uh, long sit-down with Draymond. So that was part of the Leeds podcast this year. Uh, so if you're looking for the full story behind last night's scores and today's hot takes, make sure you subscribe to the lead from Wondery in the Athletic. Now back to the podcast. Um, the game was uh, their best game in a long time. They, they crushed the Cavaliers. Um, they at one point went on a 17-0 run, which was their largest run of the season. In the third quarter, they outscored the Cavaliers 
4419, which sounds like old-school vintage Warriors. They actually hit 10 threes in that quarter, which uh, tied a franchise record, which is, I mean, it's crazy. Draymond was stunned by this postgame uh, that, you know, they would set or tie a three-point record without KD, Clay, Steph on the court. I mean, think about uh, some of the explosive games from the franchise's past that they've had. Um, Draymond probably had, you know, definitely had his best game since Christmas. This was, probably, you know, Houston was his best game of the season. Uh, and this Cleveland team who, you know, it gets him going when he sees the, the you know, the Cavaliers. He's in Cleveland. He was booed pregame. Kind of had a twinkle in his eye a little bit. Uh, and then he was just kind of point forward the whole game. And, uh, you know, he's in there at halftime, right, right in the middle of that really big run, which was like kind of late in the second quarter, 9-0, into the third quarter where they just like ran him off the floor. He was in there apparently in the locker room, like really kind of excited, telling his, the teammates, hey, the Cavaliers, they're arguing. Let's step on their necks. They're a young team. Um, you know, it, it was as into a game as we've seen Draymond Green in a while. He hasn't been into very many games. And, I mean, it showed in the stat book, particularly 16 assists, career high, um, eight assists in the third quarter. If you stretch it back to the start of that run in the second quarter, over a 17-minute stretch, he had 13 assists. Um, he was just kind of all over the floor. Uh, so that that to me are kind of like the three takeaways, the Steph of the day, uh, the Steph updated timeline, Looney's return, Draymond's big game. The win moves them to 11-39, and 39, which still – uh, two wins below everyone else or I guess the next closest NBA team uh, so they're still pretty firmly in that last spot in the standings but um, you know you could see more wins in their future obviously if you you know March and April which are the Steph months we can now uh, kind of pencil in that's 22 games let's assume Steph misses some back-to-backs he's on a minutes restriction whatever Let's say Steph plays 18 games the rest of the year. How many of those 18 are they going to win? I mean, eight, you'd probably presume at least. You know, maybe 10. So um, let's give them 10 Steph wins, let's say. Uh, that's on the optimistic side, in my opinion. Uh, they're at 11 now, so that takes them to 21 uh, with 10 games to play with this month. Uh, you know, mostly against hard teams. Uh, coming up, they're, they're going to D.C. in their next game, which I actually think is pretty winnable. I mean, the Cavaliers, who, man, they were bad tonight. Just that defense. Kevin Love out there. Uh, but the Cavaliers have the 29th-ranked defense in basketball because the Wizards uh, have the 30th-ranked defense. Now, the Wizards are a better team. They score a lot more. Bradley Beal is having a great stretch right now, uh, really having a great season. Um, so that'll be a tougher game probably than the Cleveland game, but that's winnable. They go to Brooklyn. Doesn't sound like Kyrie Irving's going to play in that game, so that's kind of winnable uh, this month. But then they go home: Lakers, Miami at Phoenix, Houston at home, New Orleans with Zion at home, Kings at home, Lakers at home at Phoenix again. That's the, that's February without Steph. Um, there's probably only two to three to wins in there, I would say. So if you say. 10 wins with Steph, again, optimistic side, bumps it to 21, 2 to 3 before he gets back. You know, you could be looking at 23, 24 wins, which probably would jump them above a couple of those Eastern Conference teams. You know, I'm not sure if Cleveland's getting to that many wins. I'm not sure if Atlanta's getting to that many wins. So um, we'll see. Again, th- there might be some late season maneuvering, not just by the Warriors, by other teams. You know, March really is kind of tanking season when, uh, you know, those uh, teams in that late 
part of the standings kind of start jostling for lottery positions, sitting veterans, that sort of thing. And that'll be when the Warriors are getting stepped back and probably hitting the gas pedal more than than their lottery rivals. So, um, eh, you know, monitor that standings chase uh, as this thing moves forward. The Warriors, like I said, from here go to D.C. They will have a Super Bowl party watching Chiefs Niners tomorrow in D.C., Um, and then play the Wizards on Monday, and I will talk to you then.